Hola amigos, and welcome to Willie's View Podcast. Today is February 18th, 2019. Happy President's Day. And I'm so excited because today I have Medium slash Arthur, author, uh, Rob Guttrell. All right, hang on. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Good morning, Rob. Well, good morning. How are you? Good, and you? I'm, I'm pretty well, thanks. How's the family, and how's your dog doing? Uh, every, everybody's good. Oh, <laughs> you say that lightly. Does that mean everybody's getting over the weather? No, uh, we won't get over the weather until the spring arrives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of cold out here, too. We're in South Texas over here, so it's... um. You know how South Texas is so unpredictable? It rains yes. and then it stops and then you're fine and then it's sunny and, you know, it's it's South Texas. You never know what to expect. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's get started on you. Like, um, so the audience can we get a refresher course. Tell them a little bit about what you do. Okay, um... Well, I'm a, um, my name is Rob Gushrow. I'm an author, I'm a medium, and a paranormal investigator. I've written five books about my experiences with both people and pets in the afterlife. Um, and uh, I have distinguished uh, between the entities, a ghost is earthbound and a spirit has crossed over. So, um and I've been doing this for about probably 10 years, although uh, I've had this ability since I was a kid. And um, just to remind everybody that Rob was a guest on our first season of um, the podcast, and it was so enlightening. I swear, Rob, that was the highest rated listening podcast that everyone just couldn't get enough of. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. Thank you. <laughs> my sister loved your, your podcast too, so... Yeah, you, you, your ears should have been ringing that day. <laughs> I always enjoy having you. It's always fun. Um, so let's jump into your, um, your new visit. Uh, we're going to be talking about pets today, right? Sure, we can talk about uh, pets in the afterlife, or we can talk about uh, ghosts of England, anything you want to talk about. Yeah, let's cover the pets, because we did the Ghost of England, as you recall. We did that the first time when you came by. Very good. All right, so what can we, as pet owners, prepare ourselves for involving the pet afterlife? Because I know I've lost pets throughout my life, and, you know, it's interesting what you're telling us here, that, um, that they have messages for us. 
Um, what we do, they, they like to uh, let us know that they are still very much around us after they pass, uh, after they pass away. And um, they do it in a number of different ways, which we can get into. Um, but the reason that they want to let us know that they're around is that that often we, uh, you know, we, we can't get through or get past our grief very easily after our pet passes. Um, so they want to reassure us that they're still very much around. And I know myself, um, being a pet owner, that they're just part of the family. So to them, it's like they're just as human as anyone else. So what can prevent a pet from actually passing on to, you know, their next journey? On? Yeah, is there like is you know like sometimes you can hear like there's like the feeling of a ghost or 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 an entity around us like when we're you know we're missing that 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 pet or the you know the the loved one that we lost um is there something that occurs that makes them want to be able to try to stay longer or is that just because they they need to relay that message that you were trying to talk about is that all part? It's all connected, right? Yes. So, uh, so once they're in spirit, once they once they um, pass away, um, the spirit of the pet will only stay for a little while, just to let us know that they're they're okay, and then they will um, they will move on. Um, they'll come back though from time to time when like when we think about them or um, on birthdays, anniversaries, and holidays. Um, and the reason they do that is because, just like people, they know uh, that those are special days. So, um, if you have lost a dog, Willie, um, look for signs from your dog around their birthday. They'll usually provide some kind of sign, whether it's a noise or whether they lead you to another dog that looks like their that dog that passed away, um, or something like that and that means a lot just seeing hearing it from you because um i did lose a uh, a dog a couple years ago and uh, it's a beautiful little dog and her name was Gigi, and she was just you know so so active but unfortunately she just was one of those pets that um she she just she had like a rough time and she wasn't gonna make it so um yeah i still miss her but it's it's interesting when you talk about that they have like these little messages. Can you give us an example of maybe something from your experience of helping others? Like what kind of message did someone give from like a here here did they hear like from a pet that maybe had a profound effect on their life or um, to help them understand about the loose the the loss of a pet? Sure, there are, uh, there are a number of examples that I can give you. Um, okay. In both, in both my books, Pets in the Afterlife and Pets in the Afterlife 2, I write about all the different ways that pets can communicate, and I include stories um, that um, are messages that I received from someone's pet and messages that that other that people, pet parents, received from their pet directly, so without a medium. So um, recently, a friend of mine, uh, lost his cats and he wanted to know 
and he went, he was away on vacation. He wanted to know what happened to his cat, why his cat passed away suddenly, and who, you know, anything that his cat can tell me from the other side. So I learned from his cat, his cat's name is Buddy. I learned from his cat that uh, he had acute kidney failure. And um, that's what happened he, when he passed. Um, Buddy also told me that he was with a man named Dave. And he was very clear to say that Dave is the same age as my friend. So um, I sent that note to my friend who lives, uh, well, he lives in Florida. And um, this is a friend that I met uh, years ago on the radio and we've, we've met in person only once. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't know a lot about it, but, um, anyway, he, he confirmed to me that when he was in college, he had a friend named Dave who passed away at a young age and he was blown away to hear that message that, that his, his cat buddy was with his friend Dave in spirit. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and that's so sad, losing a, a cat. I can't imagine how that feels because I've, you know, I've lost some pets too down the line. Um, so I've got a question for you. Like, being a medium and as paranormal as well, um, can you give us, like, an idea of what it's like for you that, let's say, like, the most challenging part of being a medium where someone's doubting you? How do you go as far as to kind of show them that you're real and not just, you know, someone just making something up. Not that you would, but, you know, there's people out there that do. So as a medium, how do you take on that challenge as, you know, an individual? That's a very good question. And the answer to that is because I don't charge anything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 don't, I have nothing to gain whatsoever so you know um people send me emails from around the world every week asking me to get in touch with their pet and i do on my own time um so you know sometimes they have to wait a while but, <laughs> but I, don't, I, I don't charge them anything so there's nothing in it for me um and a number of these people will hear you know they'll hear me on interviews like like on your podcast or any other interviews i do and it's not that they've bought and read my books, so there's no benefit to me. I'm, I just do it to help people. Right, exactly, exactly. And how long have you been doing this? Um, about 10 years. So um, my puppy Buzz passed in 2005, and he, um, he became the world's best canine communicator from the afterlife. And he inspired me to write my very first book so that I can help people understand how pets communicate oh that's beautiful i like that um so is there um have there been any times that you know just as yourself being a medium that you just feel that's it's overwhelming and sometimes you just think of it more instead of a gift maybe a curse or is it always a gift how do you feel about that um, I, I look at it as a gift um uh, I, uh, any way that I can help people is uh, a good thing. Um, I will tell you, though, that other people have the gift and they're afraid to use it. 
But my own mother had the gift, and she was afraid to use it. She was scared. She said she didn't want to talk to people who who were dead. Um, but yet, <laughs> you know, whatever I did, she always asked me all the details. Oh. <laughs> It's kind of funny. Um, so it's cute how you have that connection with your, you know, with your mom like that. Like, even though that maybe she was scared, she did she know that you had that coming in you? Or did, um, how did that come about? Did you deal with that as a kid too? That, um, as being a, a medium now, was that like part of a, a bigger, uh, destiny for you? Or where did that come into play? started when I was 13 years old and oh, I was wow. a teenager. I, I saw my uh, grandfather appear to be six months after he died and he appeared in full color. And it, I, it, of course it freaked me out. And when I told my mom afterwards, she, she wasn't, she wasn't surprised because she had the ability. And that's when I learned that. Um, so as I went through life, um, from time to time, I would get messages, but uh, I was very distracted, you know, trying to find a career and a you know place to live and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it was, so it wasn't until I got settled you know, that I started paying more attention and, uh, and my puppy passed away and he opened the door for everything. So it came over time, and it will do that for other people too, for your listeners. If you're sensitive now, um, as soon as you get settled in your life, then you'll start getting more clarity in the messages. And um, how does that work with the uh, – I, I I didn't put it on the promo because I don't want everybody emailing you like crazy. But if you want to tell the audience a little bit, how does that work with you um, where they would kind of email you and you would give them a little bit of – like what you said that maybe there's like a message that they haven't heard of from their beloved pet. How does that all work? Okay, sure. So, um, what, what people who who can go on my website, they'll get my they can get my email there, um, and they can send me a picture of their their pet and their name, the name of the pet, and ask me any questions, and I can try and connect and get. Uh, get an answer for them. Um, like I said, I get I get a lot of emails, you know, um, and it takes my free time, my family time. So I get to them when I get to them. Um, but the, the most important thing is is that uh, people need to be aware of of how their pets communicate. And like I said, that's how I wrote. That's why I wrote the two books to, to teach people that they don't need a medium. They can look themselves. Um, and I can give you a, I can give you kind of a laundry list of some of the things that people can look for if you wish. Oh yes, uh, feel free and enlighten us. <laughs> okay, very good. Well, um, so of course the easiest way for spirits to communicate with us is through dreams. So if you have had a dream of a loved one, a person or a pet, that's the easiest way that they can let us know that they're okay. And usually um, they'll show us themselves in a, like a normal setting, maybe in the house or maybe uh, a nice peaceful setting like a field or something like that. Um, so dreams are the easiest way. And before people go to bed, they can ask their, their dog or cat or person to come into their dreams at night. And eventually they will. So that's the most popular way and in the easiest way for a pet to come through to us. But other ways include um, uh, 
it's going to be physical. So you can you can hear their nails on the floor, you can hear collars jingle, you can hear a bark or a meow. Um, and usually, if you hear something like an audible sound, it always sounds like it's coming from another room, and that's because. Um, spirits are in, a, you know, basically in another dimension. It takes a lot of energy for them to make that noise. So, have you ever encountered uh, a, a, something like that? Not as far as on the pet situation, but as you do recall, I did have that incident um, when I was younger, and um, my dad and was in the army, and we we move a lot. But there was a specific house that had this um this noise and and this vibe that i was getting off of it it felt like um like i wasn't alone it felt like there was something there which brings me to my next question for you is what is the difference between a ghost and a spirit that is actually uh, that was actually the foundation of my very first book um and i'm glad you asked that question so what happens is after we die, the energies that are within us, the physical energies, couple with our memories, personality, and our knowledge, just like it does with a pet or an animal. Mm -hmm. um, and we make a choice. We decide to stay here on Earth, Earthbound, which I call a ghost. Uh, for those entities that cross over, they join the light or the afterlife or go through the tunnel and go to heaven or Valhalla, whatever you want to call it. That's what I call a spirit. Mm -hmm. So it, it's about location. So earthbound entities are ghosts. Spirits are the ones who have crossed over. Oh, wow. That's really good to know. So definitely I'll be posting your information so that people can check out your website. But I will tell our listeners that please be respectful and don't just email them. And, and we've talked about this. Remember, Rob, the, the first time when I got to interview you, um, don't email them every day asking them for a message. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't, that's not how it works. Please don't, Rob Wright. Please don't do that. Yeah, I, I really just uh, prefer to, to give one, you know, one answer per person because there are, yeah. And I'm going to show you my sincerity right now. Um, I've enjoyed just getting to get to know Rob just a little bit and it's amazing this personality just shines but I have not yet to get a message from either from my husband that I've lost now over a few years ago and uh, even my beloved pet which is Gigi uh, beautiful dog so that just shows that not that I'm not gonna get a message from Rob it's just I'm not ready to to get that message just yet but this just shows to the listeners that I respect Rob, that I'm not going to email him every day asking him, can you please give me a message? Can you please give me a message? You have to do it right. Because if you abuse it, then how do you know that you're going to get the right message if you're pressuring him? Right, Rob? That's absolutely right. And, you know, spirits, spirits don't come on command. I mean, they only come to us when they have something to tell us. Um, so that's another thing to keep in mind. And, and, you know, I've had to actually tell some people um, that, that were in the paranormal group that I belong to that it's not like calling somebody on a telephone. It really isn't. Um, so, uh, someone in, the, in my, the paranormal group I belong to lost her mother. And she, 
emailed me and she said, I need, I need to hear from my mother. I need to, uh, I, I need to find out if she's okay and so forth. So, so I gave her a couple messages and she understood what they meant. They were very personal messages to her. So she emailed me two days later and she said, I wanted to ask my mother if I should apply for this job. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Oh my and, God. Know, yeah. Yeah. And then she emailed me again and she said, should, I wanted to know if my mother thinks that I should buy this color drapes. And I'm like, okay, I have to stop you right there because I'm not your phone. I'm not your telephone. <laughs> and spirits only want to convey something that's important. Um, exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, so she, you know, she kind of took advantage of me, and, and I just had to, I just had to say, okay, it doesn't work that way. Um, so, I, you know, I, I know how how painful it is to lose somebody. I've lost, you know, most of my family has passed on, yeah, and um, and I've lost, uh, I've lost several pets too. So, uh, we of course we want to talk to them. But we have to understand that they're in a different place, and they are around us, guiding us. So, but you have to respect the borderline. You have to respect the guidelines. It's not meant to be manipulated. Absolutely, absolutely, Willie. Um, So that's and that's a hard thing to tell people who are experiencing intense grief. Um, So, uh, and relative to that, I I just want to let you know that. The reason people experience intense grief with a pet is because pets have the intelligence of a three to five year old child. So <laughs> no matter how old they are, if they're eight years old when they pass or if they're 15 years old when they pass, we always look at them in our minds as a three to five year old child. And that's why it's so hard to deal with their, their loss. You know that's true. That's true because I've got my um my my little cat right now. Um, he's a it's Egypt and it's amazing because it's it's just what you just said. It's the same thing. Um, I see all pets as babies. That's just me. Yeah, because they're adorable and it hurts me. You know, of course, being a pet owner and just being an empathic person, but. It hurts me more than anything when I'm hearing about, like, especially on Facebook where people post all these images of pets being harmed. And it's like, oh, my goodness, how can people be so cruel? Because that's it's hurting me inside because I'm like, you know, these are babies. You need to leave them alone. Yeah, um, exactly. So, so for, for folks who are listening, um, Dr. Stanley Corrin wrote a couple books called How... Uh, the intelligence of pets, uh, uh, dogs rather, and how dogs think. And that will give people a good insight into uh, the intelligence of dogs and, and, and cats. Um, he uses dogs as a baseline. I also reference those books in my books, uh, the Pets in the Afterlife books, to let people understand that, that animals really are like three to five year old children. Yeah, I love I love pets. Um, I may not get every single pet that I would love, <laughs> but I love that they're just adorable God's creatures, and they're they're you know they're just like us. They need to be respected. They need to be loved. They need to be cherished, and they need to be um, devoted. That's just how I feel about that. Um, so, can you give us like any humorous situations that may have occurred as being a medium, of where you're relaying a message for someone as far as involving pets and maybe something that occurred 
that you can share with us today? Now, I'm sure there, there are a number of um, funny things that, that happen from the other side. Um, first of all, we need to remember that our pets maintain their personalities um, on the other side. So um, that means if if you had two dogs, for instance, mm-hmm. in your house, yeah, and um, one dog was very uh, possessive of a certain toy, um, and didn't want the other dog to play with it, they may even tell you that from the other side. Um, and that that very thing happened. Um, with another dog. Um, in my Pets in the Afterlife 2 book, I wrote, um, I conveyed a story about this dog named Poopy. <laughs> and the dog's name was Poopy. He was a chihuahua. Okay. Um, so, um, so his pet parents, uh, John and Diana, wrote me and said that uh, their little chihuahua had passed away and, and they wanted to know how to get a message for from him. So, um, Poopy showed me a couple of things. It, it, by the way, I can't help but chuckle every time I say his name. <laughs> so, that is a cute name. Um, so, so here's here are the weird things that um, the messages that I got. Um, first of all, Poopy described a woman uh, to a T on the other side that that he was with. So it was an older woman wearing short. Wearing glasses, gray white hair, blue dress, open sweater on the top, black shoes, um, and grandmother or great grandmother. Um, and the woman told me not to worry, Poopy is safe. And it sounds like the woman has an accent. Um, John wrote back and confirmed that that in fact was his mother on the other side with the, with the accent, um, looking exactly like I described. Then here's the. Here's where Poopy's personality came through. He told me that there's a toy of his that squeaks, and he especially liked it at the end of his life. And he said he wants, he wanted John and Diana to keep the toy and put it with his picture. Um, and he may squeak it for them from time to time. Um, but he also said that he wants to make sure that that dog, that that another dog does not play with it. Um, He said he wants to make sure that you keep it away from the other dog. So John wrote back and he said, that is so funny because the other dog's name is Charlie and Poopy did not want Charlie to play with that toy. Aww. So So it's like he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. So he conveyed the same exact feelings that he's doing in the Oh my God, I love that. so cute and adorable. Um, so my next question for you is, have you ever been like out in public with you, your husband, and then even your dog, you can have a nice, wonderful day. And all of a sudden just something goes off. Like, do you get, I hate to say, but like a spidey sense that someone is, um, in need of a message from a lost pet. Do you feel that? Or do they come to you? How does that work? so much with pets when I'm out, but more so with people. Okay. Um, I was, uh, one year we were taking a cruise and we were in the Caribbean and, um, a woman walked by me and I remember that 
and she sat down like three or four tables away just to have her lunch and her uncle uh, came to me and and told me that he wanted to let her know that he's around now I didn't know it was her uncle it was a, it was a man and he said his name's John and and he showed me a leather box book and he showed me Ivy growing up the side of a wall to, to, to give me hints of who he was um, and told me that uh, she, she was special. So, you know, of course, I, I'm, I'm sitting there having lunch with my husband and I'm going, what in the world is this? <laughs> so I, t- I told my husband, Tom, I said, no, this, this guy is here in spirit. And he wants me to tell this woman that I don't know that he's here and he's around her. And so Tom said, wait till we finish lunch and then go over and tell her so you can like make a quick exit. <laughs> so I did. Um, so I did, I went over to her and I, I introduced myself and I said, I, I know you're probably going to think I'm crazy, but this is, yeah, this is a message for you. It's from this person. I don't know who he is. And she said, oh, that's my uncle. He, he, he was a lawyer. He went to an Ivy League school, which explained the Ivy growing up the side of a wall. Um, the book um, was something special to him so uh, yeah so I shared the message but as a medium though well you need to be careful about who you share messages with um, whether it's about a pet or a person Um, and the reason I say that is because not everybody believes that mediums are talking directly to spirit Um, some religions believe that mediums talk to the devil if you will um which is sad um i went to a wake uh quite a few years ago my husband's school teacher passed and um he he uh, the man who passed away was right there in the funeral home and he kept giving me messages and poking me and you know acting funny and acting like a joker and what I was able to confirm that that's his personality and I was going to tell his wife that, you know, he's still very much here. And I was warned not to do that because they were very religiously conservative and they would throw me out and make a scene telling me that I was speaking from, from the devil or whatever. So you have to be careful. And I believe that I believe that too, because um, the way I see it, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Absolutely. really wants to to get a message from their pet and um i think it's easier to to get messages from pets sometimes because they you know they're all they are are love um people can be when i go on paranormal investigations people who you know they maintain their personalities if you're nasty in life you're nasty in death (laughs) if you're a nice person in life you're a nice person in death um, but pets tend to always be very, uh, very nice, no matter what, on the other side. Um, so one of the other things I wanted to bring up to you was uh, that pets can actually lead us to another pet that looks like them. And when we see another pet that looks like them, that means that we were led to that dog or cat by the dog or cat in spirit. So that's just another cool way to know that your pet is right. You know that I believe that because um, I was little 
uh, growing up, and um, we had a beautiful little, um, I want to call it a little tiger kitten, and unfortunately it got mauled because of uh, a greyhound, you know, one of the big greyhound dogs, but um, years later, we came across some other kittens, and I swear the cat looked identical to the one that I had lost, and we connected. And I got to have it for a little while, and then we moved, and then we won't, you know, things happen. But I, I understand where you're coming from, so I definitely believe everything that you're telling me, because um, I definitely have that connection that I had lost one 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 pet only to find it um, somehow um, renew in, in, a, in another kid, and, and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool how that they uh, they will lead us to another pet, um, and um, and that that actually happened to me when I was when I went to a pet expo up in New England several years ago, and I actually wrote about this and, to, and put a picture of the dog that uh, that was led um, uh, that the owner was led to in the in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, a woman came to my my table at the expo and she was very distraught. She said that her um, black French bulldog, I think named Basil, uh, had passed and a year before and she didn't get a message from him and she she was very distraught. She she would do anything for a message from him and so I was able to connect to him. And Basil said, I will give my mom a message in the next fifteen minutes. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So the woman continued to stand near my table and talking to other pet parents. And sure enough, down the aisle came a black French bulldog that looked like her dog. Um, And it was the only black French bulldog in the entire pet expo that day. So I said, there you go. (laughs) This is a sign from your dog. She was amazed. I love that. I love that. All right, I'm ready to stomp you. Are you ready? Out of your experiences of of us sharing messages for other people with their pets, out of all of them, what would say would be the most unique name of a pet that you've ever heard, next to the one that you mentioned just earlier? <laughs> um, <laughs> I love to surprise you. Yeah, that's that's a good surprise. Um, Gosh, I, you know, I, there are so many um, interesting names. Um, I guess one, one, one cat that I kept, uh, I, I wrote about was Mr. D, and um, he was known as uh, Diablo, which means the devil in Spanish. <laughs> right. So I thought that was kind of a, kind of a funny name. Um, they called him that because he was a black cat. Oh. He, he came around at night. Um, and his his pet parents actually shared a story with me about uh, about all the things that he did. Um, he, uh, they, they had some kind of a charm, a, a cat charm, and uh, he uh, he rearranged, it was a picture frame, and he rearranged something, a solid metal ring that came out of the mouth of this picture frame, 
one day they they um, they came home and there was in picture frame the cat had um, there was a song a metal ring that was attached to the cat's mouth of the ring and on the other side of the ring there was another ring attached to it was which had a little fish but when she came home she um, found the fish sitting on the floor by itself and she knew that uh, her cat had moved her had separated that frame from that fish um i may not be explaining this correctly but but she knew it was her cat because her cat used to play with stuff in the house like that oh so, that just touches your heart yeah uh, it's, it's just it, they're just amazing things um there's another uh, another story that i wrote about where um a lady named cleo helped save the life of his pet parent um this gentleman in new york um said he had kind of lapsed into like a semi coma comatose state yeah. and when he was in that comatose state um he felt his dog who had passed away years before this giant dog licking his face and um and then he woke up to find his wife standing over him trying to shake him and apparently he had some kind of seizure but his dog came back in spirit and was licking his face to revive him and that was pretty amazing and, and that's the reason he woke up and he found his wife shaking him telling him that they needed to get to the hospital so this dog saved his life in spirit oh wow that's that's a miracle amazing i like that i always like to learn these interesting tidbits that's amazing i like that do you write do you write a journal to keep up with your amazing um you know cases and 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 discoveries that you've you've done over the years or is it too much to um keep up with in a journal uh it is too much to keep up with i actually just uh somebody with a message and they send me a confirmation uh, sometimes I'll ask them if they would they would be okay with me using their story in a, an upcoming book so I do it that way oh wow that's smart I like that that's some little smart thinking there <laughs> <laughs> well you know <laughs> you have to do it as you get it um, so one of the other ways that I didn't mention yet that people can look for signs from their pets on the other side is Spirits can manipulate things in nature, and what that means is birds, butterflies, um, dragonflies, anything that behaves erratically 
So it doesn't mean that every time you see a butterfly, it, that's, a, that's a sign from spirit. That's not how it works. Um, if you see a butterfly behaving oddly, um, for instance, and you're thinking about your pet who passed, or if you see the odd behavior of a bird on the anniversary of the date your pet passed or the anniversary of your your pet's birthday or adoption date, that may be a sign. Um, you know, somebody, somebody wrote to me and, and being very critical and saying, well, I saw a butterfly today, so uh, my grandmother says hello. And I said, no, that's not how it works. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's so mean. They're like, people can be so cruel. Yeah, yeah, well, um, you know, and, and, and they wrote me and they said, well, you know, you're just trying to take advantage of people. I'm like, how am I taking advantage of people when I don't charge anything? It doesn't make any sense. Well, um, doubters or not, I can tell everybody right now that I'm definitely a believer in you and I definitely um, enjoy just continuing to uh, live vicariously through some of these adventures that you're sharing because um i'm very visual so when you're mentioning all of these things even if it's just from your book um i can see it in my mind's eye just the visionary of it and i love that um so i i'm sorry that there are people out there that are kind of cruel like that but i'm sure that in some point you have to have that thick skin right to deal with someone like that it's kind of sure. like damn if you do damn if you don't yes <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's kind of the way the world is, right? I mean, it's like me being a podcaster. Yeah, I report a lot of stuff as a journalist. I I just recently had to report some the the latest news, you know, that's going on in the world. And don't get me wrong, there'll be some people that appreciate it. There's be some that's like, oh, how do you know? Did you make it up? And I'm like, oh my gosh. But that's all it is. It's just people want to just. There's people out there that just seem like they just want to be the instigators, and they just literally want to debate. That's, yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> surround yourself with positive people. That's my, that's my rule of the day. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I've enjoyed having you, and um, I'm going to be taking a break in March, but I will be back in time for the summer. So, um, if you're not busy around the summer, maybe you can come back. Are you going to be working on any new projects, any new books? What's going on with that? Uh, well, gosh, I am. Actually working on three books at the same time. I have yeah. uh, Pepping the Afterlife 3 that I'm working on. Um, I've got um, The Ghosts of Ireland and Scotland that I'm working on. And another Lessons Learned from Talking to the Dead book in, in the works. Oh my so. gosh. Okay, well before I let you go, i got to ask real quick. If you were to make a movie on your books, um, who in Hollywood would you want to portray you as you. Uh, that's a good question. Well, people say that I resemble Bradley Cooper, so I guess it would have to be him. Oh my God, I agree. Bradley Cooper, I was just thinking that the other day. Because I love what your hair, you know, you have it a certain way. And I'm like, you know what? I remind me of Bradley Cooper because I liked him on that movie, um, A Star is Born. And when he was on there, it reminded me of you. much younger than I am. <laughs> okay, but you're both cute, so you get that cute factor going on. Oh, you're sweet. Thank you, Willie. 
I always enjoy having you, and I look forward to reading more of your books, and just keep us updated. Um, can you tell our listeners where they can find you as far as your website, maybe, and your Instagram, right, or Facebook? Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got all of that stuff. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, my website, uh, all they have to do is type in uh, PetSpirits.com. That's probably the easiest. Or okay. Rob Guthrow, R-O-B-G-U-T-R-O.com. Um, Facebook, um, you can put Rob Guthrow, author, medium. That'll get you to me. Um, and uh, Instagram is Rob Guthrow underscore author. Um, and Twitter is Ghost Medium Book. But everything's on Amazon.com. You can read it on Kindle or, or paperback. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought I'd have you say it because um, nothing against the listeners, but I know there's some people that just rather listen to it instead of like read it. And it's sure. it's easier for you to do it, which is great. But don't worry, listeners. I will have it on my um, publications magazine again for y'all. I'll have the website and all his information for you one more time. It's been a pleasure having you. Um, I wish you the best of in your success in your writing and, and the rest of your um, the journeys that still are far ahead. And um, give that beautiful dog of yours a hug for me. I just adore seeing those pictures. Thank you, Willie. It's always a pleasure to join you. I just I so love uh, spending time with you. So. Yeah, it's great. All right. Tell your husband I'll say hi. All right, thank you. All right, bye-bye. All right, so we had so much fun with that. All right, well, now I'm happy to promote an awesome app I've got to tell you about. Don't forget to check out Shipped. In your Google Play Store, Shipt delivers groceries from de- certain various stores in your area, like HEB. By using their app or website, just scroll down the aisles to order your produce, fresh meat, and more. Give them a try and tell them that Willie sent you. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and I will see you on the flip side.